Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, and we have a great show coming up. Now, today is part two. We're going to do a three-part series, part two of this therapy, that therapy. I think I'll call it therapy two. <laughs> okay. Anyways, anyways, enough of my silly bad jokes. Um, I wanted to, before we get into talking to a couple of therapists, I just wanted to talk about how challenging it can be to choose amongst the therapies. And to remind you also that we're going to have our wonderful, special, okay, 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 it's the great guest giveaway at the end of the show, as well as stories from the road. We have two therapy guests on today. It's a wonderful show. It's jam-packed. I just want to mention one little thing before we get started, and that's that I don't want you to get overwhelmed. Just stay with me through this series. Absorb what you hear. Know that everybody thinks that their therapy is the best therapy. That's why they're doing it. We're just going to listen. We're going to think about what they have to say. And you choose. Okay, before, uh, without further ado, let us begin. RDI. And representing that therapy for us today is Karen. Karen's been supporting families and children through public and private schools. By the way, everybody, I know I usually just talk, I don't read, but because our theme is this therapy, that therapy, I'm going to read their intros and we're going to do kind of like a mini infomercial for each of the therapies and the people get to sort of like, okay, go, talk to us for 10 minutes, sell us, sell us, sell us. And that way it'll help you parents kind of figure out, does this match me? Is this what I want? So I'm going to read their intros. Everybody gets to write what they want me to say. And then they talk and you get to shop, shop, shop. So Karen's been supporting families and children through public and private schools, as well as through home service over the past 11 years. She's learned to appreciate the unique complexity of each family system. Yay for Karen. Karen has a degree in early childhood special education, a master's degree in teaching and learning, and she's a certified relationship development intervention consultant, RDI. Karen has recently co-founded Simply Balanced, which is an organization that intends to support families interested in being a part of an RDI community. I think that's a great idea. I love that she's so qualified, and I'm thrilled that she's here to talk to you about RDI. So, Karen, in your intro, you don't have a last name. Do you want one? Um, Karen Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, Karen, so tell us about Simply Balanced and RDI. Absolutely. Um, well, I've been working with families that have children with autism for, as I said, 11 years, um, and, and really um, just on this journey of discovering how to support families in the best way. I uh, worked in the public schools for a long time, um, and really became frustrated because often the parents were really left out of that system. We often, you know, tried to provide the children with specific therapies to address um, certain issues, but never really were able to help parents understand how they could be, um, you know, advocates and really support their children. And so about six years ago, I stumbled onto RDI um, and became really interested and just started researching what that was a little bit more. 
I've now been a certified consultant for three years. And, um, and really what RDI is, is, is really it's a powerful program that's designed to carefully and systematically remediate the deficits of autism. Really the mission is to empower families um, to become, to put families back in the driver's seat of their family systems. Often, as you know, Lynette, when, when um, there's children with autism, it really can break down the family system. And so RDI really empowers family to, um, to work on repairing that and repairing the family relationships that can often become really challenging when autism is involved. Okay, so if you were working in the public system, then you absolutely saw all the various types of therapies that were available. At least you got a peek at them. Was that, real, you know, that aspect of family networking um, and strengthening, was that what drew you to the RDI training? Or what was it about RDI that made you choose that therapy? Absolutely. I really felt like um, often in the school systems we took um, the power away from parents. We said, you need to go to this therapy or, or that therapy to fix your child. When, when actually many of the parents were coming to me saying, what can I do? I'm, I'm with my child most of the time. What can I do to support my child? And at that point, I didn't really have the answers besides um, some of the kinds of typical things that we would often offer parents. Wow. Um, when Just I discuss- a minute. I'm going to interrupt you. So you, were, you have a master's in education. You're teaching in the public system. The parents ask you what they can do, and your training at that point had not supplied you with the answers. It had not. Um, other than kind Let's of... Let's say that one more time, because I want parents to know this. Because <laughs> they give their power away. They give their power away to the teachers thinking the teachers know. Okay, you have a master's in education. You were working in the, in the public system, and you did not have the answers for the parents, correct? Correct, and I'd been been doing this for over ten years, and and had been um, working with kids, and I, I felt like I was actually, um, you know, we were doing things to to help kids, such as creating schedules for them. You know, th- those things seem to, on the surface, be really helping children, but it wasn't getting to the root of the the, the autism. It wasn't attacking the core of the problem. You know, so many of these kids are are. Um, have challenges with flexible thinking. Um, they don't understand social cues. Um, the, really, the, the the dynamic neural development is really, really weak. So while we could often do things to the child to try to fix that on the surface level, it was never really going to the root of the problem. Okay, so what do you do now that's different? What, so I hear that your, your reason, your emotional connectedness was with the fact that this is about relationship developing within the family unit and, and empowering parents and families. But what do you do that's different? Because i got to tell you, everybody says that. Of course, of course. Really, the RDI program um, goes back, and is, it's really a de- developmental program that really provides a step-by-step manageable approach for each individual family. So we really look at each individual child and we really look at neural development and typical development and go back to the place where the breakdown has occurred and really spend time teaching the family how to, um, teaching the parents how to be a guide to their child in those areas that are weak. So, okay, okay, Karen, but everybody says that too, so let's do it this way. Let's do what I do on my show. I call myself the story teacher host. Give me a story. 
make it visual and and help the the families out there hear one example, just one little thing that they can imagine and see how this would work for them. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been working with a family for three years. When I first started with this family, um, the little boy um, was very impaired and really spent most of the time kind of on his own world. He was listening to his iPod. He was doing self-stimulatory behaviors most of the time, really just isolated himself from the world because the world was so dynamic and so confusing to him that he really isolated himself. His parents really struggled because they really wanted a relationship with him, um, but, you know, his his only understanding of the world was to check out. So what we what we did is we really spent time redeveloping their relationship, doing things um, in a way that are slow, that are mindful, setting up um, activities and things to do together that were done um, in a way that it would strengthen their relationship, where the child would have a feeling of competence, where the child would start to trust his parent that um, the parent was not going to overwhelm him. And it has been so successful that... Um, wait, wait, so what's an, example, what's an example, Hannah, of that, so that we can visualize it? What's an, just one little example of a game or a way that they were together that, you know, that works Absolutely. for them? Absolutely. So the, so the, the um, last video we've actually posted now to our website um, is this little boy playing basketball with his father. And um, you can see so clearly from the video that he is just enjoying being with his dad. It's not about the basketball. It's not about the what that they're doing. It's that they're doing this thing together that um, he is just so excited to be doing with his father. Um, and that, that is the difference um, from being a kid that just ran from any situation like that that is a little bit dynamic to running into those um, situations and wanting to be an active participant with his parents. It sounds like you're breaking the law of distraction. I call it the law of distraction when everybody gets focused so hard on all of these quote-unquote mannerisms of autism that they lose the child within. Um, does that sound correct, that you're breaking Absolutely. the law of distraction? Absolutely. We really try to focus on parenting the child, not parenting the autism. Um, often that ends up happening is we, we um, tend to focus on what therapies can fix certain problems. And of course, there's many therapies that are beneficial to children that have um, speech obstacles, um, that have sensory obstacles. Obviously, all of those therapies are much needed, but they're still not going back to this um, disconnect of relationship um, that needs to be repaired. Beautiful. Hey, that's our 10 minutes. You did a great job, Karen. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to make it real for us and give us a, a sense of, you know, what it's about. I like the example that it's about having your son play with you regardless of language or stems and just dig it. Just really yeah. dig being with you. That's a cool yeah. that's a cool goal. I like that goal. Great. All right. Wanna say your website one more time for us? Absolutely. Uh it is www.nourishedfamilies, and families is spelled S A M. I-L-Y-S dot com. All right. 
Fantastic. Um, how would you feel about giving someone a free consult, just one? Absolutely. Actually, all of our um, any um, anyone that calls us that's interested, um, we do an initial consult for free. Um, we want families that um, really um, understand what it is that we want to do with them, and so we really open it up to anyone to, um, just to talk with us to find out if it's the right thing for them. Wait a minute. I want them to get something special for hearing it here. Oh. So how about a second okay. one free? Just one person. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The very first person that calls you and says, I heard you on a new spin on Autism Answers, gets an extra free they can, get, they can get a two-hour free consult. We don't do two-hour free consults. We can do a two-hour free consult. Beautiful. And just the first person. And you know, after that, you have to say, "Sorry, that's already taken. I don't want. Absolutely. I don't want you giving them away forever." <laughs> All right. Thank you so so much for being here. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thank you. That was Lauren with RDI. This is a new spin on autism answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. And coming up next, we're going to take a little spin on the whole therapy approach and not talk to someone who's been with tons and tons of clients and is heading up their own organization, but rather somebody who is working with only one child. I'll tell you why. But first, let me remind you that after we talk with her, there's going to be, okay, 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 the great guest giveaway, and you'll want to stay for that because there'll be stuff given away. And of course, at the very end of the show, the very best part, stories from the road. I don't know if it's the best part, but I get to say it like that, which is really fun. Okay, um, here's an exciting moment. We are going to be talking with someone in Lebanon. So we've talked to people in Canada, in France, and now we are talking with someone in Lebanon. I thought, you know, let's try and be as eclectic as we can here. And so I've tried to choose some tried and true uh, therapies people who can represent those to us. But at the same time, I wanted to give you kind of a mixture of people who do the representing, people who are established, people who are a little avant-garde, um, you know, people that work with, head up organizations, work with all kinds of children. And then what I didn't want to leave out is the person who's done in the trenches with that one child over and over again, people working with just one child. They come into this business, they get trained in a particular therapy, maybe even in several therapies, and they work with one child throughout their career, and eventually they, you know, get married or move on or do something else later because that child doesn't need them anymore. It's the nanny syndrome or the, you know, the, the babysitter syndrome. You fall in love with this particular child. You know as much about them practically as their parents. And I don't want to ignore this person. So I needed a representative of that um, because these people who are so intimately connected to our children know stuff that sometimes the others don't. It's sort of like the nurse knowing more than the doctor in some respects. And of course, the doctor knows more than the nurse in other respects. So today's representative of that is here to represent ABA. And oh, by the way, she did not write me anything to say. So I don't have like a paragraph to read. We're just going to jump in and say hi. 
And I'm going to say her name, but then I'm going to have her say it again because I have a disability in accents and languages. I admit it. So I will be talking with, and you will be listening to, R.P. Melkonyan, and she works with uh, a family that I know, and I work in association with her in Lebanon. So hello, R.P. Welcome. Hi, Lynette. How are you? I'm very good, and I'm so happy that you were able to Skype in and do this with me. So, Arpi, tell me, or actually tell everybody, what type of therapy you're using and a little bit about how you ended up using that therapy. Okay. Um, I work with, with a child uh, who has autism. He's 10. Uh, he has difficulty speaking, so uh, we, we chose uh, ABA therapy, but we focus on the verbal behavior. Uh, so we, we use uh, the American Sign Language to help him communicate with us. And uh, that's the way that, that we, we use to teach him everything. Like we teach him the sign and we, we help him to use it in, the, uh, in different situations to, to express himself. If he wants something, for example, let's say if he wants to drink, we teach him the sign for drinking. And uh, we teach what drink is and we teach him... The, the action that goes with it, so he uses it to man for for drinking in different situations with different people. You know, the key to to ABA is to help the child communicate. So it's really oh, important well, for him to have the keys to communicate. If he doesn't speak uh, sign language, is a great way to go. And with that, we w once the sign is mastered, we we use the word with it because now we're at a point where he can use all the all the sounds and make different words so we're really focusing on speech now so we use the word with everything and we're, we're currently trying to use two words for example an adjective and a word like drink milk you know so this is what aba is it's shaping behavior yeah. the nice thing about a sign is he can sign the whole word blanket in one motion and then slowly learn the buh, the old the ah the uh the uh the uh the uh Right? Yeah. So it's like a piece at a time on the verbal part, which is his challenge. And then the sign came easily so he could communicate quickly. Am I, am I saying that well? It's a helper. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. But let's talk about yourself a little. Okay. Um, I've gone to Hegazian University where I studied psychology. And during the time that I was in the university, I uh, met the family that I'm working with now. And uh, they uh, sent me twice to the States uh, to, to, uh, uh, to learn the Sunrise program. Uh, and uh, when we came back, we, we did like five years of Sunrise program and uh, Kirim benefited from it. But we saw that there was a point where we were stagnating. So we're like, we should change the program that we're working on. That's how we met uh, the ABA program. So we merged both of them together, and uh, now we have a program that works for the kids. You basically worked exclusively with this one child? Yes. One of the reasons I asked you to come on is because you've worked exclusively with uh, one child. And yeah. the, the advantage to that, most of the people I talk to are working with so many children, and that means they learn a lot of different things, it's true. Yeah. But they also don't get as in-depth. I've watched you. You're fantastic. Yeah, it's because it's been seven years I'm with him, you see. It's uh, it's uh, I, I, it's really personal for me to be with the kid because I grew up with him, basically, you know. I left school. I went to university, you know. it's uh, 
and I met him. That's when I started growing up into an adult. So, yeah, we grew up together. It's really uh, personal. And I, and, I, and I work from the heart because I'm really in love with the kid, basically, you know. So, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, yeah, and it, and it means that you have these... Uh, this knowledge of him that helps you as you go through your day, and it yeah, it shows. So with ABA, let's talk about ABA because you're my ABA person on this series. Yeah. Um, what are the advantages you see using ABA compared to the other therapy that you had tried? Um, it keeps you focused. Uh, it it lets you. Top down everything, single thing you want to teach the child. It it lets you, it helps you uh, put it in little tiny pieces that are really uh, taught independently, and you see if it's acquired and mastered, and then you can go to the next step. So it's really organized, and it, it puts you goals, and you know where you're going. You know, it's not like you have you just have to. Uh, uh, be creative and like uh, go with the flow. You know, it's it's not just that. It's like you have a program, you can follow it. It it, it keeps you focused. But of course, creativity is really really important. You know, just to build games and stuff with the things you're teaching. It's really important, but it's really also nice to have things in mind that you're working on. So it keeps you in track, and you know what's coming next and after that. So you have a whole list of things. And uh, actually, we use. Uh, the VB map, uh, the Verbal Behavior Milestones Assessment and Placement Program, it's to help us uh, know what the next step is going to be in, in our program and uh, what we're lacking and we should work on. So it's really nice to have a tool with you when you're okay, working. So basically, you really are a program that just sort of uses whatever tools you've got. Yes, yes, yes. And then, of course, we're doing the neurofeedback and of you've got course. that play aspect from the background of his yeah. original program of Sunrise. So he's he's lucky. He's sort of got a little bit of everything going for him. Um, yes. I have a question, though. When you think in terms of ABA because or VB, um, when you began it, he was nonverbal, and now he's somewhat verbal. So yes. what do you see as the magical difference in, like, if you had to isolate one aspect of this therapy that really made that difference for his speaking. What is it? Um, I feel that uh, the child I'm working with, he he grew up, he matured, and so from the, at the beginning, we we when we started ABA, it was always motor imitation, and we were trying to teach the sign, the sign, the sign. The whole the whole time was the sign, and we were trying. To ask him to do echoics, for example, say book, say book. He was he never used to do it properly. Uh, the most we got was a book from him. You know, he never said the word book. But now, with all the practice that we had, it was like a year and a half ago that we had the spark where he started saying single words like book, mama, papa. You know, so that's when we got all excited and we started like feeding him with words and words and words. And now he can say. If, if you top it down, you can say the blanket, you know, big, big words, which are huge for us. So, yeah, with practice and with time and him being motivated to be with us uh, helped him speak, you know. Sounds like practice, practice, practice. And it's the repetition yeah. of the skill and the building it, it step at it a is time. Drill. It is drill. It's practiced. It's repeated uh, and reinforced. And uh, you have to find the motivation of the child. Like, uh, 
and and it changes over time. It's not it's never the same thing. They they might have some things. For example, the child I work with has the thing with the ball. The ball is his motivation. So we keep it so that we work with it and we incorporate speech with it. So throw ball, kick ball, you know, two words. Uh, it's really important to find this motivation because that's what drives them. And, uh, that's what helps them learn. So it's, uh, right, it's, right. It's the key. So I want to speak to something just as an observer, having seen you work. Um, and one of the things I hear about ABA and verbal behaviorism and all of these drill-type therapies is the complaint is that it's very robotic and mechanical. Yeah. yeah. And I have to say that's yeah. very dependent on the therapist because you never do that. I watch yeah. you, <laughs> and yeah. and it's yeah. not. It, just for a word of advice to people, it's not necessary to be that way, is it? Exactly. Uh, you have to have your motivation. You have to be upbeat. You have to be really like, fun to be with. It. At the t- even if you're at the table, like praising the kid, the way, the way you do it is really important. It's not like, good job. You know, you can go, good job, great. I'm so proud of you, you know. Just keep it motivated and energized because the kid will get bored by, by five, six minutes at the table. He will get bored, definitely. So you have to always kick it up a notch, you know, to, to, to motivate him and motivate yourself too, because if you do the same thing over and over and over, you get bored too. So in, in order to have a, an energy during the session, the, the, you have to keep it up and be motivated to do it. And the time passes much quickly if you're motivated, trust me. If you're really the boring and doing the same thing at the same space, uh, pace and, you know, if you do that, you, Time doesn't pass by, but if you do different things, uh, it's really fun. It's really fun. You, you shouldn't. Uh, I, I'm. I know what you're talking about because I've seen such sessions. But uh, probably it depends on the personality of the of the therapist. I don't know. Uh, yes, but I think it also. You know, I think every single therapy has its downside and its problems. Yes. So it's really about using the therapy in a way that's human and beautiful and awesome and realizing that this child would talk if he could, so he needs help, and you just got to be there for him to do that. So, honey, I, I have a question about school. So it's sounding to people like you do um, only a home program or an individualized no, program, no. so to keep it, make it more open, uh, he, he does go to school, and for half a day, and then the rest of the time he's at home working. Yes. And I want to know from you, wait, wait, here's my question. Um, what I want to know is, do you think that if he would just, you know, were just enrolled into a school full-time without the support that this amazing family gives him with all the extra therapies, do you think he would talk? Uh, not so much. You know why? Because in school, it's all about the social aspect that we work on. And having one-on-one time with the child is so important, too. So it's it's really nice to have both of them, you know. You get the best out of the kids if, if you do both of them. Working at home one-on-one, where, we, where it's really intense. And in school, working on the social uh, goals that you have and social interactions and having peers to work with, that, that's really important, too. So targeting both of them is, is really nice. And besides, you have to do other activities too. For example, the child I work with goes swimming too because he, it's the thing that he likes. And uh, he's doing music therapy uh, recently. We just started. We did two sessions. Uh, he also has a speech therapist at home. So you have to see what the child's needs are and uh, and go with it. 
not okay. one thing works you know you have to be eclectic in a program have a bits and pieces of everything but in a in a or in an organized way yes i agree and and i know it sounds overwhelming to a lot of parents but the fact is yeah. it just doesn't cover it all hey thanks now um so here's here's what i want you to be able to give people is if you're willing, if they could have an email address or something in case in case someone from your country is listening and thinks, wow, I really have some questions, or even somebody just wants to enter into an email dialogue with you and sort of get some ideas from you, I would really appreciate if you would offer that up, you know, a couple of free talks with somebody. Yeah, yeah, that, great. Uh, my email is m underscore A-R-P-Y at hotmail.com. That's I mean, easy. Yeah, it's really, really easy. I, I can repeat it for you. M underscore A-R-P-Y at hotmail.com. Excellent. Okay, so you will um, chat openly with a couple of people. They can just put uh, new spin on autism in the subject line, and then they'll know it's, uh, you'll know it's somebody from this show. Yeah, ready to help. <laughs> Thank you so much Great. for having me, really. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for being on. I'm really, really thrilled to have had you here and uh, give big hugs to our, I, I'm trying not to say the name because we didn't yeah. get permission, so <laughs> give him a big hug. Exactly. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care. So that was RP. We've talked to Lauren and RP, RDI, ABA. All of it, it's like RDI, ABA, VB. It's so funny. And then there's, and then there's floor time and sunrise and they don't even have letters. So what can you do? It's all a confusing, wonderful world. So we've, uh, we've done really well for two shows. We have another one coming up. Don't forget to tune into that. Before we go, of course, we have to have okay, 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 the great guest giveaway. Today's great guest giveaway is extremely special. You are going to be so thrilled. It's probably the best great guest giveaway I've ever had or ever will have because it's me. The reason I am the guest today is because I wrote the book, Miracles Are Made, A Real Life Guide to Autism. I wrote that book for the very problem that I'm sort of dumping in your lap over these shows to help people make decisions. Now, of course, it's true. I go on and on about neurofeedback because I think it's marvelous. And you probably don't have neurofeedback in your home, so you can't just go do it. But I tell you so much more than that. In my book, I talk to you about the history of, you know, I've been involved in the world of autism since uh, 1983. So I've been there when it was one in 10,000 and then one in 500. And then one, like, it's just, it's been an interesting journey. And I was very uninformed going into it. I was adopting children that were autistic and, and not knowing anything about autism, except the Elvis Presley movie I saw with Mary Tyler Moore, where they cure the child with holding therapy. So of course, I tried that, by the way, it didn't work. I want you to have some means of kind of understanding the wholeness of this world. So I wrote a very broad-based book, a book that talks about the history of it, the mindset of the doctors, the mindset of the people, the various things I tried. And I tried to keep it as entertaining as possible. My belief is that the book I wrote is not in existence in any other form for its ability to give you the tools to, to understand what you're dealing with. 
And when I say understand what you're dealing with, I don't even mean the autism. I mean the world of therapies. How do you pick? It isn't from data, in my opinion. It isn't from going, oh, you know, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I've heard of that. That's the one to do. It's from understanding why professionals say what they say to you and how that changes over time and why. So that when you're talking to an expert, you can hear what's truly being said and understand its reason so that you know if it applies to you and your family. Um, It's that old saying of know the author, you know, understand why they gave you the words. That's true of me and why I wrote the book, but it's also true of the professionals that you meet. And it'll be true of the people I interview over, you know, over the course of this show. There'll be people who will obviously believe in their their product, their therapy, the whatever, you know, their story. It's your job as a parent to figure out through this humongous maze of choices what works for you. And when it doesn't work, don't give it too long. Throw it out and try something else. Um, so I wrote a book for that, and I want to give it away. And I want to give it away, like, in huge numbers, because Christmas is coming. I think it can make a huge difference. So I'm going to give away 25 books. Go to my website. Go to brainbody.net. Have a look around. Decide if you want this book, because I don't want to give it away if you don't want it. Then email me. And in the subject line, say, I want your book. And the first 25 people will get it. How do you email me? easy. At my website, there's a, you know, there's ways to contact me. You can go and read all about me. Um, on the website here for the radio, same thing for the podcast. And you can just, if you forget, you can just put Lynette at LynetteLouise.com. You know, if the spirit moves you and you're not listening to this at the time, that's pretty easy. Lynette at LynetteLouise.com will get you there. All right, so I'm looking forward to giving that away and have a wonderful Christmas with it. And now it is, thank, oh, I should, I should treat myself like I'm being interviewed. Thank you, Lynette, for being here on the show, and I, I love the sound of your product. Oh, no problem, and thank you, Lynette, for having me. <laughs> anyway, now it's time for Stories from the Road. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I really like the PhD in mom idea because sometimes I feel like those of us who are in the trenches with this really challenging uh, disorder, we deserve a PhD, a PhD in parenting. And so a lot of the time when I'm teaching parents what to do, how to choose, I say do mom energy. And in fact, we could even call it mom therapy. I really, really want you to understand, whether you're the mom or the dad. I use the term mom because I'm the mom. But there is a power in being the parent, the power of the parent, and it must not be negated. So for my story, for you to understand, there's this little girl, and she refuses to keep her clothes on. And everybody's in a tizzy because they've got people coming in and And she's getting older, and her clothes are constantly coming off. And it's a common problem with autism, you know, them not wanting to wear clothes. So I come along, and I meet this girl. And everybody's come. They've they've been tracking it. 
They've rewarded her clothes wearing. They, I mean, what has gone on for two years to try to get this child to wear clothes is so extensive. What hasn't happened is what I did. I read all this and I watch all this and I see what everyone's doing and they're doing songs. I mean, I've taught many, many children to wear their clothes with songs and rewards and no, you can't sit on on the ball with me until you have your clothes on and you know things like that. So I'm not saying those don't work, but in this case, none of that was working. There's a point where you have to say, it's not working. Let's do something else. And I was watching through a, a two-way mirror and I'm like, you know, they're forgetting mom therapy. So all you moms and dads out there, you can call it dad therapy if it makes you feel better. Here is how mom therapy works. I just watched and watched and I walked in and I said, Joanne, put your panties on. And she did. She did every time, by the way. And she started wearing her clothes. What I call mom therapy or parent power is in my voice, in my presentation, in who I am, in every cell of my body, in that moment. There is no part of me that believes or thinks that there's an option to this state. I'm not faking it. I'm being it. And when I said, put your panties on, I meant it. And I assumed that she would do it. I assumed it to such a degree that she did. And that is what I call mom therapy. You can only use it sparingly. Because if you use it too much, it doesn't work because there'll be a part of you that thinks, uh, yeah, they're not really going to do this for me. If you fake it, it doesn't work. But really and truly, Notice yourself in all the places where you do use it, where it does work. Capture it. Embrace it. Feel what it feels like so that you can pull it out of your pocket as one of your tools when you need to. Okay? That's mom therapy. That's my story for the road. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. We've had a great show. I look forward to the third part of the series. I hope you do too. Thank you for being with me. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. Today's answer. Trust yourself, parents. Don't give your power away. You have the ultimate power. And thank you for being here with me because if you weren't here, I'd just be talking to myself. No need to hear.